is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You will find the features there on the site are totally free. main feature actually allows you to... Control the content. You can submit show prep suggestions, maybe a news article or YouTube video or something like that. You, you put it up there. Other listeners then vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion and the most liked make it to the front page of the site. So see what that's all about at freetalklive.com. Uh, so, Mark, where did you want to start out tonight? So, some sort of outrageous health-related story, right? Well, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with it. This is from Women's Rights dot change dot org which already Hmm. scares me right it's Mm -hmm. from barack obama's old site there change.org oh boy so but it is a bizarre story there's a woman jailed for getting pregnant and then she dies while incarcerated from medical neglect thrown in jail for getting pregnant Seems like a particularly absurd violation of women's reproductive rights, but it's actually an established policy in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Uh, Kara reports at the Curative, I'm not sure who Curative is or what the Curative is, but um, that Amy Lynn Gillespie becoming pregnant, uh, that meant violating her terms of work release under probation and getting thrown back in jail. Yet this story mm-hmm. comes to an even more tragic ending because Gillespie died while in custody. That's from, horrible. Yeah, advanced pneumonia. Well, you, I, does anyone have the expectation that they're getting good medical treatment in jails? <laughs> uh, Gillespie's grieving mother decided not to let the people who caused her daughter's death off the hook. She has a lawsuit against the Allegheny County Jail Warden, Allegheny Correctional Health Services, Inc., and the uh, county itself, and a few other implicated individuals charging that medical neglect caused uh, Gillespie's death. Though the young woman spent weeks complaining to guards of trouble breathing and mucus in her lungs, they refused to send her to uh, access medical care until it was too late. The hospital, which was not charged in the lawsuit, says that Gillespie was beyond saving due to the long delay in getting her treatment for pneumonia. Gillespie should, and this is absolutely true. You cannot just ignore pneumonia and expect it to go away. And you can imagine what it's like being a jail guard there. I'm sure everybody's constantly complaining of some. Yeah, sure, pain, you're sick. Pain or another, you know. Mm. So, I mean, maybe the problem is that we just jail too many people. But that's I just would my say su- that is a big problem. That's just my suggestion. Um, there's a big industry in jailing people, and, and we have to make it as profitable as possible. And if a few people die from pneumonia, no big deal, right? Well, uh, no. I, there, there's so many people that they, they put in jail, and wrongfully so, that have not harmed anyone else. And, and if you ask me, I don't care what arbitrary man law it is that you broke it. If you haven't done harm to another person, you don't deserve to be sitting in a well, this, cell. Well, um, her original crimes did, in fact, cause harm to other people. But she was out on probation at Indeed, this time. Indeed. They were minor crimes. So uh, I'll read I'll read further. Gillespie okay. should not have been jailed in the first place, says the article. To imprison a woman for becoming pregnant is a violation of her human rights. Uh, and I, I, I guess my question to that is, if you put a woman in jail where she can't have sex with men, then aren't you keeping her from getting pregnant? And wouldn't that then be a violation of her, her human rights? So if she's free, you can't tell her that her uterus is in jail, but you can keep the uterus in jail with the rest of her body. Mm. Does that make any sense? I don't yeah, know. It's crazy. I, I don't know what to think about all this. And I, I guess I'm, I, I'm working out in my mind what I think about all this uh, you know, w- while we read this this evening. 
Um, to then to neglect her when uh, the very pregnant condition she was uh, locked up for meant that she needed extra medical attention is horrifying, and I agree with that. The crimes that got her in trouble with the law in the first place were minor shoplifting. Um, when caught stealing food, she told the police that she was yeah. hungry. You don't need to be in jail for shoplifting. What you need to be doing is out paying restitution to the, the place uh, from which you shoplifted. Yeah, I'm sure they need some boxes broken up in the back or something. I mean, they, need, they probably need some work done for that, that yeah. food. But I think you should ask for the food, not steal it. I think most places will give you some food. Um, you know, it, if you want really good food, then then, then you've got a, an issue there. So mm-hmm. if she was uh, shoplifting ribeyes or filet mignon, then I'm going to have a problem. But anyway, so she was shoplifting um, and prostitution, which though illegal, totally should really not hurts. be yeah, putting anybody in jail for prostitution. Yeah, that, if, it's, if it's her uterus, it's her vagina, and then she should be able to do what she wants with it's, it. It's it's just absolutely outrageous. Uh, I mean, it's the oldest profession. It's, it has not gone away because it's been prohibited. And the best way, of course, to make the prostitution into safer is to is to legalize prostitution so i i guess you know uh, this is basically the uh, uh that's the the end of the the substance of the article there's more in there yeah so what do you think about this mark you know i don't know what i think about it i think that if it seems to me that uh you know if it if it's a condition of her probation it's not like she didn't know that um so you know, there's all kinds of weird conditions of probation. I don't think so. The somebody, condition was specifically that she could not get pregnant. That, that's it's, right. It's not that she couldn't have sex. Right. It's that she couldn't get pregnant, and she did, and so she went back. And it's bizarre. I've got to admit, but maybe I'm confused about a point of information here on the timeline. At what point was she arrested? It was while she was pregnant, but at what point in her pregnancy do we know? Well, it was, she was probably showing. Showing. The, okay. The, it, the answer isn't in this article, but I'm sure she was showing. I mean, wow. the judge probably didn't just ferret that out with his eagle eye. You know yeah. I mean, and she probably didn't show up very much in front of him. It probably showed up in her so, probation officer well into pregnancy. Usually uh, moms that have had kids before. I don't know if she has, but I'm just guessing. So what do you want to know from the audience tonight? Well, what under what conditions uh, should one be uh, you know, told that they can't have kids? Um, you know, some people out there would say that everybody should get a license, I guess, from the government, because who else would get out a license to have kids at all? That's we have a, a scary thing to say. We, isn't we have it? an overpopulation problem. Well, and right, they these would people obviously point, haven't driven through the many neighborhoods, which there's nobody living in the houses. They would likely point, for instance, those same people would likely point to um, maybe some people that they would say shouldn't be breeding. Right. The, uh, the, the I don't know what the old saying is. I'm, I'm paraphrasing it poorly, I think. Uh, but the idea being that, uh, you know, the smart people aren't breeding enough and the, you know, the dumber people breed a lot more often. There are I, certain people that, I don't that know look that at there's that. a saying behind that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know either. The, but you've the heard rich it before, get richer right? and the poor have kids. I've yeah. heard that one. Yeah. But, uh, you know. And I, some would say that a lot of people that are poor are, are having kids they can't really afford to. They're getting on welfare. They're sucking off the teat of the system. So prevent them from having kids well i guess you know um i i That's understand where people are coming from when they say that uh, that if you're on welfare you shouldn't be allowed to have any more children i get that but i don't think that the government should be in the business of charity in the first place that yeah. way it never has to step into the business of telling people whether or not they can have kids so for me it's an issue of striking at the root i don't like the idea of the government telling people when they can have kids and when they can't have kids i suppose when you're dealing with somebody who's uh, you know harmed somebody else in the case of shoplifting or something like that mm-hmm. that uh, you know in in the case of, of of crime i suppose you could if you could put their uterus in if you could put their body in jail you could put their uterus in jail the way I I see it. But, uh, you know, it, it, to me, it's, it's a really dangerous, slippery area. That's what it's, it scares me entirely. 
The toll-free number here tonight is 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. Should someone, uh, a lady, be prevented from getting pregnant while on probation? Is that something that is appropriate? Not just probation. I mean, I I think in in general. I mean, I want to know in general where does – because people have lots of opinions on this subject because it doesn't take too long in a conversation where, uh, you know, you talk about the ills of society where people come to the point, well, yeah, the wrong people are having kids and they're raising them the wrong way. Well, of course, if welfare – How would you stop that? Ending welfare would be, I think – it wouldn't stop it, but it would help. If you ended welfare, then that ends the perverse incentives that – People have to continue procreating when normally in the marketplace they wouldn't. Uh, when the burdens of the costs of children, you don't get an extra check or an extra however many hundreds of dollars per month for having another child in the real world without welfare around. So you've got certain pressures of having to behave according to what is an appropriate societal standard, whereas welfare just throws all of that off. It gives people the, the reverse incentives, yeah. and it, uh, it says, go ahead, have as many kids as you want. In fact, uh, you know, if you have enough, we'll buy you a house to put them in. Yeah, I don't know the specifics of welfare. I haven't studied that particular issue, but uh, I've heard of, of generations on welfare, and I don't know if that's been fixed in some kind of wel- welfare reform or They not. would probably try to tell you that their reforms have uh, maybe reduced that, but if it's never going to be fixed. People are always going to work the system. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll free line who should decide and when and why and how somebody can get pregnant uh this is free talk live you can take control bring up whatever you want how does a cruise to bermuda sound how about a cruise to bermuda with stefan molyneux west bertrand of complete liberty and me this cruise isn't just a convention on the water it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Thanksgiving weekend, Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. We're here, and we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And don't forget, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You'll find all kinds of features there. We give them to you, including the bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners, all totally free at bbs.freetalklive.com. So how does cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, West Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you want to make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, a rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. It won't be stuffed full of uh, speeches, so you won't have any time to do anything else, but there will be a few. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey on November, uh, excuse me, November 2011, but you need to reserve your berth now. The cost is as low as $535 double occupancy, but that cost will go up Mm. if you do not reserve your berth. So go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. The story is that a uh, lady was, uh, I guess, out on probation and was originally arrested for and put in jail for things that, in my opinion, should not be put in jail for. Um, She was shoplifting. That's bad, clearly. 
However, she should be simply paying restitution to the victim, not be sitting in a cage. That, yeah, right. that doesn't be, make anyone whole. Why should everybody have to pay to put this lady in jail when, in fact, she just owes somebody for having stolen some food from them? Right. It victimizes people twice, actually. It victimizes the, the people that she, she was stolen. Uh, excuse me. The people that she stole from, uh, they're victimized that time. And then they're victimized again in order to put her in that jail cell. And at the end of it, we're supposed to, we're supposed to believe she's paid her debt to society. Right, so you're it's put not a, true. A person you know who misbehaves in a bad place, you're going to treat them badly, uh, surrounded by a bunch of bad people, and um, expect them to hop out and be good. And she hasn't paid a debt at all. When she walks out of that jail cell, no debt has been paid. No, no one has been made whole. So. Uh, so she's in jail uh, because, well, first of all, she was in jail, got out on probation, then got pregnant while on probation. Apparently, that was one of the terms of the probation. So they take her back to jail where she ends up dying due to complications. That's due the to, story. Due to pneumonia, I guess, is yeah. what happened. And so the question is, should someone be able to be told at any point that they can't really have kids, whether they're on proba- uh, probation or not, should a lady be told or uh, – I, I I don't know, can we bring men into this at all? But it seems like it's mostly a a woman's issue. Uh, Right, but could they sire a child, right, while they're uh, they're on probation? Nobody cares about that. I guess you're right. Uh, But, yeah, so under what circumstances is this appropriate? If any, if any, 1-800-259-9231. Let's go to Dustin listening. And, by the way, uh, female callers will get preference, certainly, on this issue, as they always do on this program. Dustin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, you're listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to point out that uh, it's very, very scary, in my opinion, that uh, the government uh, can, in any case, tell a woman uh, whether she can or cannot reproduce. Um, uh, I mean, uh, how much more do we have to go before the people start uh, re- revolting? You know, it's becoming more and more like communist China every day, and it's it's just extremely scary to me. We're losing the term world, and we and it's a slippery, it's a very slippery slope, just like you guys said. And uh, once they take away an inch, they'll take away a foot, then they'll take away a mile, and then they'll take away you know 100 miles, and before long, we have no free ground to stand on. You know, I think and it's that, happening every day more and more. I think there are people on both sides of the aisle in this country. Guess what? The reason I picked this uh, subject, this isn't a, a left-right, blue red paradigm situation this is uh, i think there are people on both sides of the aisle that would be all for a one child only policy in this country well i you know i i'm not sure if those people i mean if those people really have that opinion they i would like to uh, i would like to hear their opinion about it um well maybe those people uh, are out there tonight the number is 800-259-9231 go ahead yeah i mean they, uh, uh, because, I mean, you say, okay, for instance, you guys are talking about social services like welfare. Okay, yeah, and there, there has been generations of family on welfare, and, and there will continue to be as long as government continues to give the handouts. But, see, the, 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 there needs to be stipulations, like with each child you have, the percent uh, or the money that you get per child drops down a certain percent. If you have two kids that has uh, more than you had when you started welfare... Well, why, not it, it's it's welfare? Oh, why not just get well, rid of welfare? Why not just get rid of welfare and you, then you let... Can't, 
You well, can't do that. I mean, you can, but sure you can. Yeah, you, you can. Well, yeah, you sure, can because you don't need on. a bunch of bureaucrats to steal people's money and then hand it out in some arbitrary fashion. What you can do is you can have the marketplace supply charitable services to people. That way, uh, instead of having some bureaucrats <laughs> who don't give a damn about uh, very much right, right. besides their jobs, you've got charity workers who actually care about the people they're helping and they want to check right. in with them and they want to make sure they're doing all right and that they're trying, you know, okay. that they're working uh, and getting jobs and things like that. Right, well, definitely great. But first, you said the marketplace, and then you started saying charity—two different places. Charities are Market, the marketplace. Mar- the marketplace is freedom. The marketplace is where you and I get to do what we want, as long as we aren't harming anyone else. And that includes start charities or start businesses or organize uh, different social structures or whatever it is we want to do. That's the marketplace. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, the marketplace, regardless of how you view it, it's, it's, it's actually built around in this country, built around. Uh, um, um, uh, yeah, capitalism and and any type well, of ism. Okay. There's, there's a basis of greed, and and I'm not. I, I, I I'm not a capitalist. Charity. I'm just a free marketeer. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, this particular marketplace, uh, capitalism, uh, corporatism, perhaps would be a more accurate term uh, for what kind of we have today I, in this country. I think that the capitalism is a lost term. I, yeah. I think that, but it's still not an accurate term to describe what what's going on. What 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 we have is not a free market, but instead, a I don't know. The corporate... capitalism uh, indicates a free market. If no, cap- it doesn't. If capitalism indicates the system that we have, capitalism stinks. If right. capitalism indicates a system where uh, people are able to exchange freely. Without government intervention, then it's good. But I, you know, that's people, not what I think of when I hear capitalism. People can't come to a conclusion as to what that term means. Yeah, so that's why I think that free market makes the most sense. And within that free marketplace, some people could be capitalists, some people could be communists, some people could be whateverists. Right. Well, uh, I, I think you'd the be idea free to is, choose. you know, if you have freedom, then you're free to donate to whatever charities you want. You don't need nearly as many people, nearly as many dollars to take care of poor people in a circumstance like that, because 70 cents on every welfare dollar goes to middle class government bureaucrats, you, not to poor people. Well, and the other thing about having having charities is that there are different choices. So instead of this uh, one-size-fits-all policy, like you had Dustin there who was coming up with his ideas for welfare, like, okay, well, if we just, you know, set it this way and you you create these rules, then people will behave better on the welfare system. And maybe he's right about that. I don't know. Thing is, if Dustin's wrong about that, then that's the way, you know, the majority of the situations that people need help will be dealt with is that one-size-fits-all government system, whereas in the market of charities, you can go here and they're going to have a certain set of rules you're going to go over to a different charity they're going to have a different set of rules so for instance one charity i mean it's kind of interesting to think of how the market might handle this one charity might decide to say look we're willing to help you we're willing to pay uh you know your rent for x amount of months but you can't get pregnant again yep and if you do get pregnant again we're cutting you off or you know, they could offer some sort of reduced cost or free tube tying, some kind of uh, could very well some abrogation of being able to we'll be give pregnant. you five grand if you'll have a tubal ligation. You know, who, absolutely. Who knows? Uh, and it, you know, if it's some kind of religious organization, they might have uh, rules. The Baptists say uh, no drinking and no dancing. And and if you don't like that, you don't have to support that charity. Whereas when it's the government, if you don't like it, <laughs> too bad. You've got to pay for it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free talk. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? 
Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff there, and it's all free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing things like the webcam. We give that to you. So go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, you can listen, and chat because the chat room is built into the very same page and it's all free for you at cam.freetalklive.com. Brought to you by Memory Dealers. That's right because, well, it might be free to you, but it's it's not free. Memorydealers.com brings it to you. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're... SFPs, XFPs, GBIC, Zenpacks, X2s, they're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling, memorydealers.com. All right, so we're talking about pregnancies uh, and people like government people deciding when you can get pregnant. And we the, the original conversation was about a woman who was uh, on probation and then uh, essentially had a violation of probation because she got pregnant, taken back to jail, ended up dying in jail. Uh, but there are other situations in which one would look at and say, wow, that person probably shouldn't be having any more kids. And, you know, maybe, for instance, they're abusive. What about that kind of a, a you know, that mom, the mom who is uh, abusive towards her children and everybody knows it and then she gets knocked up. That is not a situation that most people would look at and say, boy, uh, great news. She's having a third one, yeah. you know, uh, but it's her life. It's her body. She should be able to make those choices for herself, which is why I support the idea of having, you know, the uh, the people in the marketplace acting on their own interests, deciding, you know, perhaps to ostracize somebody if they if they continue to get pregnant or uh, the, the charities that are offering assistance pulling their support if they get pregnant or offering some kind of tubal uh, ligation to prevent future pregnancies, giving people incentives to do what we would hope they would do rather than the government uh, way of threatening. You know, the government's only method essentially is to use force, use the threat of the stick uh, to try to get people to behave in a certain manner. And it just doesn't really work out very well. Plus, it you know creates a, a horrible police state and destroys freedom. So I think that uh, really we should look at if what we want to do is uh, discourage certain types of pregnancies, then the marketplace and incentivization, I think, would be the, the right way to go. Let's see what you think at 800-259-9231. And, of course, ladies do come first. Tony is listening in Charleston to WVTS. Hello, Tony. Hi there. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, my thought on it is, is if you have a situation where you have an Andrea Yates or you have a Susan Smith who have killed their children and obviously you've got the situations of women who are abusive get their children back abuse them again inevitably sometimes sadly ending up killing them i think whenever you have a woman and to me a man as well if you have a situation where someone kills a child they automatically give up the right to have any more children why should we keep letting them bring children in that they're going to kill i i just don't i just don't think that those individuals 
should ever have the right to have children again. So you would, you, what would you do? Force uh, some kind of a hysterectomy on them or something like that? Tubal ligation? I, I would think something. I would think something. I mean, it, they get it done for less reasons. And I think if, if they have a clear history of showing that they're going to kill their children, I just don't think that they should be. And, and to me, that is the only time that that should ever happen. I mean, I, I certainly don't believe that the government should dictate to anyone about having children or not. But when you've got a clear case of Andrea Yates, would she kill five kids? Yeah, five and kids. I, don't, I think she's probably still in the pokey. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but I, I would guess that she is. You know, here's, you, see, here's, you, get, you, you get situations like that, though, when they go in there and they get pregnant by a security guard. It, it does happen. Um, I think that the, probably the opportunity there, uh, like the way to use the carrot instead of the stick there, if that's what one wanted to do, is to say, hey, you know that 30 years you got for five years each for each of your kids? We'll knock off five years if you get yourself a tubal ligation or something mm. like that. I mean, uh, you know, this woman is obviously that way very... Not, that's I a mean, good idea. Yates is very, very, very insane. Uh, yeah. but well, that way you're not invading yeah. her body. It was a, par- a pulse partum uh, situation, as I understand. I don't know the, the specifics of right. it. And I, and I think the same thing for Susan Smith. I personally don't think Susan Smith is as crazy as Andrea Yates. I think Susan Smith was young, got caught up in something really, really stupid, and made really, really bad decisions. But I don't think she should ever be, if she gets out of prison, I don't think she should be given the opportunity to have children. And she, she is one that I would see getting catching the eye of a security guard and getting herself pregnant. Recap me on Susan Smith. Which one That's was that? She, was, she, she yeah. was the one who took her two children and drove them into the lake in oh, North Carolina. that one. Horrifying stuff. Yeah. Right. I remember the yeah. Yates one. That was I the five I can't disagree kids. with this lady. I'm sorry. I just do you can't. think it's okay to, if, to force a surgery I, on, I, I think on somebody? That the, I think what I would do is, if I was the judge sit presiding over this, is that I would give, um, you know, for one... You know, well, I liked your incentive version. Right. I, I would that give a sentence to a slightly larger, and then incentivize her with a slightly sm- uh, a slightly less in order to get it done. But that would it would be my intention to make sure it got done. Tony, hey, thanks for the thoughts. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Barbara is with us, listening to KUSA in Yakima. Hello, Barbara. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, you know, I'm listening to this conversation, and I'm listening to us adults discuss all the rules that we want to make in our United States of America, and we're talking about tubal ligation, shutting off the very gift of life in a human being woman who carries life. Um, I think guys should get shut up, and um, I mean, I think guys should get their their stuff, m- making it so they can't get people pregnant. Like an abusive man, you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah why not? I mean, I but my thought on the matter is I think life is beautiful. I think every human being that's born is a gift to the world. And I think that we're getting really brazen about God's great design in us to create. And what do you to mean by that? Bring forth life, and we're just cutting us off at the hip, and women are always first. When, when you, you say, take, well, hold on one moment, when you say we're getting really brazen about God and uh, life, what do you mean by that? welfare and you're going to get child slavery you're going to get child being children being the victims of all of this because what does that have to do with god's creation you have to take us uh, every step of the way here because you're jumping ahead and i don't understand what you're saying you're you're giving me a lot to think about i mean i if i were in the situation of that woman um i've been on aid Mm -hmm. and i'm being talked about like i can never have a child it's a good thing i don't have my girly parts anymore 
or else I'd feel guilty for being a woman and being subject to becoming pregnant. I am, I am not a second-class citizen, and I am not a baby machine. I'm a human being. And I think when we discuss, especially in America where it's free to be who we are, no matter what we are, we better start finding ways to love one another despite what well, I like, I like that idea. I like the idea of uh, loving each other. How would you be loving if you're forcing, uh, say, a tubal ligation or a vasectomy on uh, a lady or, or a man? Um, you're loving by not doing it. Oh, okay, good, because I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to force those things on people. I think that uh, creating incentives is you know a good way. Do, would, you, would you support creating an incentive, like, for instance, telling this abusive man, look, uh, we'll tell you what, we'll give you a few hundred bucks uh, to get this vasectomy, or we'll give you this vasectomy for free, and, and then you I'm can... I'm making the same mistakes over and over and over again, no matter what era in time we're in. We need to start helping one another and quit destroying and dividing each other as human beings and see our see our our likenesses and quit finding these stupid little laws that this administration has put forth i don't know this how many administration good- yeah this are- is uh, in allegheny county pennsylvania um, is where this uh, occurred right uh the, the laws have been cranked out regardless of what the administration is so why you'd want to blame one uh, set of bureaucrats over another i'm not oh, it's sure the same bureaucrats it's just different elected officials this is a, this is a good uh, uh, an accurate observation thank you uh, barbara for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you a little little hard to follow but like she said she had a lot of passionate uh, about it a lot of thoughts uh, 800-259-9 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And your thoughts are welcome. You can, of course, bring up whatever you want. 800 259 9231. How do you feel that uh, preventing pregnancies should be done? Should the government get involved or should there be uh, maybe something a little more creative of an option? It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, the live Saturday edition, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Archives are there for you. Maybe you only get the Saturday night show on your local radio station. You want to hear more because, oh, we do this all week long. Uh, you can get the archives right there at the top of the page at freetalklive.com. And then if you want to go further back than a week, you click into the archive section, and that takes you all the way back to late 2006. All of it is courtesy of HostGator. That's a lot of free archives. It is a lot. All brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain. You create your very own web website with their free site builder tools and templates whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you use that web portal that we've created for you hostgator.freetalklive.com and you'll get your first month completely free they've got more than 4500 free website templates there to help you build your your site unlimited disk space unlimited bandwidth it's hostgator.freetalklive.com who should decide if anyone 
whether or not a human being should be able to reproduce. Under what circumstances is that, if at all, at all appropriate? Uh, 800-259-9231. That's uh, the main question, I think, that is being asked and answered here tonight. But, of course, you're welcome to uh, bring up any tangent or whatever thoughts you want. Uh, Again, 800-259-9231. Jared is listening in Idaho. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jared. Hey, uh, yeah, I was just uh, listening to the conversation, and um, I think we should decide is whoever's paying the money. So there's a culture of, uh, uh, you know, young ladies say, oh, I get a check if I, uh, you know, have this baby. Well, okay, but you're going to have to do something for the check. It's not free. We need, uh, you know, things done in the community. We need stuff mowed. We need uh, roads cleaned up. So you, 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 I'm an employer. I have uh, 10 semi-trucks, and... I do pay for performance. You don't get accidents. You do your logbook. You don't get any trouble on the road. You get an incentive. So if someone's getting money, like young women or any woman, they need to do something for it. It's not free. That's what makes me a little bit nuts. It's it's not your right to get money. It's not my... Are you? Uh, I, I guess I. I uh, so there's some some issues surrounding this. Now, I agree, I don't think that the government should be involved in uh, charity at all. Uh, you know the the idea is that welfare is charity. It's not. It doesn't fit the definitions. But I don't think they should be in that business in the first place. But I guess I've got some questions. If uh, if what you're trying to do is disincentivize it to the point that it uh, makes it obsolete, I suppose then I'm for it. But it sounds like there might be some problems along the way of that uh, disincentivization. And um, so when you say that they should do something, you'd have to provide child care for them. They can't carry them along like a papoose when they're six, you know. I was, I was thinking of that, too. And I was thinking, OK, so you got to do a, you know, a consortium of a daycare. Well, that's not free. Life is not free. But why should the people that work and I, I work constantly morgolic? I have to pay for those people uh, that, you know, make these mistakes all the time. And it's a culture in a lot of uh, ways. So you have to say the money is not free once because it makes people into a slave is that whole mentality. So, I agree. Oh, man, I'm gonna have yeah, I'm gonna have this baby. Oh my, I might have to do some you know uh, hospital volunteer work, uh, work my hours off. Oh, I got to pay for the daycare. This is now one of I the gotta... other side effects of the welfare system. It creates animosity. Uh, it, it creates divisions between people, and it makes it so people, you know, for instance, uh, like you're, like you, Jared, you're, you're very upset. Legitimately, about the, I'd, I'd uh, yeah, say. about the way the system is set up, and the system sucks. And the only way that's ever going to really, truly be solved is when the system is eliminated completely, not reformed, not changed in a way that uh, that Ian wants, or Dustin wants, or Jared wants, or anybody uh, wants. That it, it just has to be eliminated entirely. That's the only way to really, truly solve the problem of perverse incentives. Well, I got to say, guys, I just uh, I feel there's a huge culture of, you know, uh, I, I'm owed. And, uh, yeah, that's why it's not going to go away anytime soon. I mean, right. Well, <laughs> right. If, if, you know, the, uh, the idea that, uh, I, you know, they're, they, people who are on welfare only believe they're owed because they've been told that, um, and, you know, and over uh, and over again, most people will go ahead and go ahead and get that free check wherever the free check comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it materializes out of, of, of thin air as far as they're concerned. And, you know, there's there's a certain amount of truth to that when the Federal Reserve just prints money. It is coming out of thin air. Jared, I think we had some phone problems. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So yeah, dealing with the entitlement mentality. That's one of the big reasons why government is so successful because it has told people, oh, well, 
if you need help, we're going to take care of you and uh, we're going to educate your kids. And when you get old, we're going to take care of you. And don't worry, you don't have to make any decisions for yourself. We'll go ahead and make those decisions for you. Now, they haven't completely taken over your uh, your decision-making process in all areas, but they're taking over as much <laughs> as they as can. They'll do as much as you let them. Yeah, they're taking over as much as they can get away with uh, over time, and they keep taking more of uh, responsibility from people. They make sure that they have enough money for cigarettes and, and beer, though. It creates uh, dependence, and that's a really bad thing to have because then those people get hooked on the the welfare handouts and they want more of it they feel like they deserve it they've been told that they uh, that they deserve it and they they just continue on milking the system and uh, those of us who are in the productive world who are uh, out there producing for our paychecks and and what we're rewarded with uh, again it creates that division where there's that animosity towards the the freeloader types and that's that's not good whereas if you don't have the government forcing people to give to this one-size-fits-all crap-can government welfare program, then there's that animosity's gone. You're not being forced to take care of anybody you don't want to take care of. You can give your assistance to the people that you feel deserve it. You can give your assistance to the organizations that you feel are doing a really great job of helping people. Like, you know, Goodwill, for instance, is a, is a neat organization that helps people who, uh, you know, may not have any skills, for instance, or, or really down on their luck, get, edu- get edu- you know, an education as to how to get into the workplace and get work and get a job and get some you know get some money coming in uh, that's a great organization to support and you would get to make those choices in more ways if we didn't have the government stealing money from people and then forcing it all into one place the other thing that the welfare system does is that as you know uh, the you know the caller said is that it gives more money for more kids which um, is a uh, it, it juxtaposes the actual incentives of the marketplace if you look at around the world if you look at this country and around the world once people move from agrarian societies to urban societies or suburban societies or whatever they have fewer children Children. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. It happens. Um, even ones who have uh, cultural and religious biases towards more children, they still have fewer children once they move into more urban settings from an agrarian setting. So the the welfare system then incentivizes people to have more children. Once you have, when you have more children, you have fewer options. You know, I'm not saying anything bad about kids. I love my child and you know i but i am not going to fool myself to say that i don't have fewer options today than i did three years ago you've got something that you've got you're responsible for yeah i'm happy to do it i mean you know he brings me so much joy that that's so i don't mm-hmm. know what it's like for other people i've heard horrifying stories um you know the, the news is is full of bad stories of course that's what they make their their uh their, their living on so uh, you know i i think that's the one of the you know the major problems with it is it you know it's not watched over the idea is is that uh, you know, people are checking on cases and stuff like that, and largely, not so much. Yeah, it goes unchecked. All right, and that's one one of the things that could be different with the marketplace and charities is they really would be concerned because the charities wouldn't just be able to steal their budget. The charities actually have to check up on people and well, make sure that people are doing the right things so they can uh, get the checks, so they can you know move ahead. And if they aren't 
uh, checking up on people, then people are going to find that out. They're going to be upset with them over it, and they're going to support a different charity. I'm not going to support a charity that's just cutting checks to anybody that asks. I want to make sure they're, they're yeah, touching that's just silly. people. I mean, can you imagine how short li- the life of a charity that just wrote a check to anybody who asked and just kept writing it to them over and over yeah, again I want to know what their story checking is. up on them? Yeah, I want to know what their story is. I want to know that they're trying to get them, you know, improve their life. I yep. want to know they're getting better. I used to uh, work, my, my parents owned some uh, rental properties, and I would, you know, besides fixing things, I'd also collect the uh, the checks. And one of the situations was uh, a gal whose, you know, husband you know, she kicked him out or he left or whatever happened. And she was kind of, you know, doing rough there for a few months. And a church down the road, I guess they went to it. That's my supposition. Uh, said that you know they were taking care of her rent checks. They were giving them directly to me. They wouldn't mm-hmm. give them to her. Makes sense. And so you know they were they were saying that this is how we want to do it. We're going to do it for three months until blah 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 and whatever her criteria were. And as I recall, she stayed there for a little while till the lease was up, and then she you know she moved on. I don't know where or why she moved on, but she she moved on shortly thereafter. Well, and even if the you know even in the uh, the world of government with this what is currently a monopoly, they don't have to be. You could have the government go voluntary. In that area. And then all of a sudden they would change the way they do welfare (laughs) because as soon as uh, you can decide whether or not to give money to an organization, they have to snap into shape. They have to make sure they get it together and, uh, you know, keep a budget and stay on on target. And otherwise people aren't going to want to give money to them. Are you going to give money to the government because they're doing such a good job? Most people wouldn't say that's the case. All right. 800-259-9231. Plenty of time for your thoughts on this or whatever you want. You can take control of the airwaves. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. More coming up. Hour 2 next. A passion for service never leaves. I'm Tim Lewis, and after 22 years in the military, I became a mortgage professional, helping my fellow veterans and active duty service members secure VA home loans. Refinancing with a VA loan is a privilege earned through service, and it's my privilege to help you get there. We can help you lower your rate or consolidate debt, even if your current mortgage is not a VA loan. Go to varadio.com to learn more. That's varadio.com. I'm Tim Lewis. Thank you for your service. VARadio.com is a website of iFreedom Direct Corporation, a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to VARadio.com or call 1-800-900-VA-LOAN. VARadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, Don't forget, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The content there created by listeners just like you. You can go and you can uh, you can edit our wiki, you can get interactive on the bulletin board system, you can chat, and more importantly, you can actually uh, create the front page content of the site by submitting different show prep suggestions, and then they're voted on by other listeners, and the most voted up make it to the front page of the site at freetalklive.com, and it's all totally free. We're going to continue here taking your calls, talking about pregnancy and reproductive ability as far as uh, who, who decides, if anyone to ever take away the reproductive ability of a man or a woman. 
And we started out mostly focusing on women, but I think it was rightly brought up that, uh, you know, men can be abusive too. And, and maybe they should have their, uh, you know, maybe they should have a vasectomy as a result of that, if they're abusing their kids, for instance. But while I support the general concept of that, I think that incentivizing such things, vasectomies or tubal ligations in the case of women, uh, incentivizing those things is better than forcing them on people. I, I have a real problem with uh, with using force on people, even if they've already used force. I mean, even if if he or she uh, they were abusive towards their kids, I, I still you know I still shy away from the idea of forcing an operation or a surgery on another human being. Well, I think you can incentivize people that are, that are. I mean, when when they've when they've harmed someone, then they're at a disadvantage, right? Like they've uh, they've you know it's it's okay to have them make reparations to that person. Perhaps a way to uh, forgive a certain amount of reparations is by saying, "Hey, how about that vasectomy?" You know, we'll give you a, give you a little bit of time off your sentence or a few less dollars you have mm-hmm. to make in reparations if you, uh, yeah, you know, just go ahead and get yourself a, a vasectomy. So you can comment on that or bring up whatever you want. Let's go to Joey, uh, ladies first, by the way, Joey in Tallahassee, listening to WFLA FM. Hello, Joey. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, it's like I was thinking. I have I had a sister that had seven children that was in the welfare system. Mm-hmm. Pokey smokes. That's exactly what I said, because I only was able to have one. (laughs) But it's just they need to do something, because that's too many children to have. And they would tell them when they were going to come and look, and it takes more than one person to have a child. And I think the other person hit out a lot. I mean, you can't do this. You've got to do something. And what they're doing isn't working. Absolutely true. And what you're pointing out is that uh, in the in the welfare system, that it disincentivizes uh, pe- people from marrying and then taking responsibility for the, their children. Uh, men are taking responsibility for their ch- children. It actually disincentivizes that because an unmarried woman's going to get more money from welfare than a married one, and uh, you know, it's uh, you know it, it, it destroys families flat out. That's what it does. It destroys families, mm-hmm. uh, which are the foundation, the building blocks of society. It destroys societies. Um, you know, and that's what it does. It does. It really does. Because those children, by the time you're three years old, this is my own opinion. I've not read it anywhere. By the time a child is three years old, it's already got its morals and everything else. Really? And they didn't have any. I, they did by not the time even a know child how to. Is three, it has its morals? I know that this, their formative years, I couldn't, it's because, I couldn't say. It's because it sits there and it sees its mother sitting on a couch smoking a cigarette and the government giving it everything. Well, I don't know how much it's cognizant of at that age. I don't but either. You I, could I, certainly I, start to to learn wrong from right at, at a young age like that. I would think. Right, but see, you see, you hear, you see this. They're giving them everything. These kids, they start giving them everything. They don't. They expect it. They don't want to go out and work for it. They just expect it. That's a very dangerous uh, position to be in. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Joey, at eight hundred. 259-9231. So um, those who are longtime listeners of the show will know that I spent nine years in prison. Um, and, uh, you know, not something I'm proud of uh, having accomplished in my life, but I learned a lot while I was in there. I, I met a guy when I got out. Um, I th- you know, I was at the movie theater, and um, it was a guy that I was in, in, in prison with. And, and I'm like, hey, man, how, how you doing? You know, it's, uh, it's good to see you. How things going for you? Where, where are you working? He says, I don't work. You know, he's, uh, Mm. you know, for him, 
the way he was raised was that the idea of work is for suckers. Yeah. Period. Flat out. You know, my job was what made me who I was. Uh, and, you know, maybe I'm a bit of a workaholic. I'll admit it. But me too. I define my job defines me, um, you know, and, and has certainly for part long. of what defines you. What's that? It's a certainly significant part of that. It is. And, uh, you know, that's I, I'm fine with that and I'm OK with that for him. That he didn't even have that. I don't work now. I suspect he did something in order to to garner money, and I don't know Collect what that a welfare was. Check. <clears throat> I, I, I think it's very difficult for men to get welfare checks. Hmm. Um, you think? I don't know. I, I never I, tried. I don't know. I mean, maybe he was uh, slinging, uh, you know, drugs, or I don't. I don't know. What That's he work, was doing. man. Yes. Well, he didn't define it that way. And hmm. would you go ahead and tell somebody that you haven't talked to in a few years that this is what you're doing for work? Well, it depends on how well he knows you, I suppose. Oh, well, I don't know. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Selling drugs can be very hard work, uh, from what I understand. Dave is uh, listening somewhere. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Dave, calling from Good anonymous. Morning. Hello. Hey, hey, Mark. Uh, did you graduate from public school? I did graduate. Uh, well, yes, I did. All right, so you actually spent 22 years in prison. <laughs> um, well, I, I went to private school for a period of time. So I went to public school for four, the last four years, but I went to private school prior to that. Oh, okay. But right. I, well, I, I, don't, I didn't see much difference uh, besides how much the teachers cared about the students. I, I mean, I got very good grades in private school and relatively bad grades in, in public school. That's a pretty big difference, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but, you know, I, I just I kind of felt like uh, they were stuck in the same paradigms as far as education Probably goes. true, yeah. What else did you uh, have to share tonight? Do you just want to ask about Mark's educational experience? Oh, no, you guys were talking about the forced sterilization. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, I would definitely like to see that implemented as a condition of, condition of, sending, condition of sending your children to public school. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. These... That is going to fly like a lead Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> 800-259-9231. Let's continue with uh, Dale listening in Tennessee. Dale, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Well, uh thing about forced sterilization or or kids that when you get to it it's 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 one of those things like go forth and multiply i don't think you're ever going to get to the point where we're going to do that in this country at least i hope not because china has definitely got a one-child policy no do they do they still have that yes i I understand they do and i was just watching a documentary on it is it a recent documentary it was a recent documentary okay and and one of the things I have no uh, I've noticed in, in in just general life is when you get a society that has imbalance between the sexes, which generally which means there's too many men and not enough women. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of people that have an overabundance of testosterone. The only thing they have to do is fight. Yeah. And that's where wars come from. Well, I, I, and mm. I would say that um, also, if you've got wars come from politicians uh, <laughs> brainwashing I people, think he's, and, he's absolutely right. Though there's there, you uh, think if there were all female politicians, we wouldn't have war. In countries where they have a you know a situation where the female population is reduced, you will find, in fact, that there is the the crime levels raise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call. Oh, go ahead. There, there's, some, there's something about uh, about sex uh, that keeps uh, the testosterone levels low, and people and, and men especially, if they've got their mind on that and they're not abusive with it, they are not out creating 
violence. So then legalized yeah. prostitution. I'm not sure it has anything to do with lowering the testosterone as much as it has to do with, you know, the fact is most of the things that I've done in my life, I've done in order to get nookie, right? Like, you know, somewhere or another. Um, I left my mom's house. I mean, I, you know, my meals were cooked for me. My clothes were washed for me. Why the heck would I leave that place? Couldn't have well, sex with mom, with, that's why. Well, well that would be awful. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't have sex in the house. I, like she's, she's not going to let anybody come in there yeah. and do that. Alright, y'all have a good one. Talk Thanks. to y'all for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's a really bizarre statement. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, not that you would want to. No, no thanks. Um, <laughs> you can bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. The holiday season provides a great opportunity to share a vision of freedom and how we'll get there. And all of the inspirational and beautifully illustrated publications from BigHeadPress.com are great tools for sharing the freedom message with thoughtful stories, and they are extremely entertaining and a pleasure to read. Just one of the many imaginative graphic novels from BigHeadPress.com is Escape from Terra. Humanity is going to space, and government is not invited. Space pioneers seeking wealth and freedom in outer space. Check out BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. Hey, got a smartphone? You can just punch up m.freetalklive.com. Get quick access to our live streams as well as the uh, podcast m.freetalklive.com if you've ever considered taking a case to court without an attorney you need jurisdictionary at jurisdictionary.com it's for people uh it's a course for people without a lawyer who need to know what it takes in order to win their case because you know all the imaginations that you have about how that court case is going to go it's not. You need to know how to motion the judge, uh, you know, motion the court for things, how to, to demand evidence and, and, and all the ways that the state and federal courts work. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. And it's so easy. The average eighth grader could go through this course, a uh, complete four CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at jurisdictionary.com. I've taken the course. I paid for the course myself because I think it's such a great course. Jurisdictionary.com. We continue with your thoughts on sterilization. Is it ever appropriate? And under what circumstances? 1-800-259-9231. Welfare comments on that. Um, you know, how, to, how better to do it? I say take it out of the government's hands entirely and put it in the hands of people that care. Not to say that everyone in the government doesn't care. That would be that would be an unfair statement. Um, I, I believe there are people working for the government welfare offices that actually do care about people. But unfortunately, they're hamstrung from really being able to care about people by the rules of the agency and by the rules of bureaucracy and the regulations that are attached to all of the things that they do. And that in the marketplace, those same people who really care would be able to find work with charities or start their own charities and, and get out there and, and actually, you know, actually help people without stealing, without threatening violence against other peaceful people in order to get them to support your program. Hey, if your program is so great, people will support it. If you're helping people and you can show that you're helping people, people will support you. 
1-800-259-9231. We continue with your thoughts. Uh, let's talk to Mark listening in Ellensburg to KUSA. Hello, Mark. Mark in Washington? Yes, I'm here. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, you've been talking about welfare, and uh, I totally agree with you. We need to take it away from the government, uh, quit paying the huge amount of people we're paying forty to 60000 bucks a year in, in uh, wages and benefits. Those are the, the bureaucrats to, you're talking give, about, right? You're talking yes. About government bureaucrats, okay. Yes, give it to the churches and the civic groups. Let people donate a deductible amount of money and have those people work for what they do. And that there's already a model for this, and that's the Mormon Church. They have their own welfare system. They've had it for 50 years, and it works great. Hmm. And how does it work? They're, well, okay, you lose your job. You go to your minister and say, I'm in trouble. The minister says, okay... You be down to uh, paint this widow's house in the morning. We'll help you make your house payment and provide you with some food. Mm-hmm. And and this is what you're going to do every day other than maybe one day off a week, which you can go look for another job. I would say that of the people that go on the system, uh, I have seen very few people stay on it because they go, well, if I have to work to do all this, uh, I might as well get a job. So it works great. Yeah, uh, I think we could take it away from the government, like you said, and it'd be much more efficient. It would be a volunteer system too, as far as the people running it in the churches. They're not going to get paid for it. Well, you and, could still have uh, charities with overhead. I mean, people could still be compensated for their efforts at charity. It's just that they would have competition between the charities to keep their overheads low. Uh, so whereas with the, with the government, if you've got a 70% overhead like the government frequently does in their welfare programs, you'd have the reverse in the marketplace where it'd be 10, 20, 30% uh, maximum, you know, because uh, they'd be competing for your charitable uh, dollars. Thanks for the thoughts and the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Someone- now, if you're in the marketplace, though, and you're paying your you know administrators whereas a church isn't paying the administrators because they're already paying church administrators mm-hmm. and those you know that's part of their duties or whatever so the overhead is different and or and or not present then the people functioning in the marketplace are going to have to have ideas that are really revolutionary and great sure. and really change the way that people uh you know look at uh welfare and charity and things like that look at the they may store. very well do that and i think that that the only way we can find revolutionary ideas is to allow the market to innovate them you look at the panera store the uh, st louis bread company it's the original name for panera that opened up a location i believe in st louis that essentially is a charity store that you walk in and uh, you order whatever it is you want to eat the panera food and then they give you a suggested price so it's up to you you decide what it's worth to you is it are you going to pay the suggested price? Are you going to pay twice that? Are you going to pay 1.5 times that? Are you I going bet to a lot of people pay, pay a do- you know, basically the change over. Do you know what I mean? So I if it know. comes to 754, I'll bet a lot of people pay. That's a good question, Mark. I have no idea. That would be an interesting uh, little study to do. Would be to look at a day's worth or a month's worth of people coming into that uh, Panera location and and seeing who pays what because essentially they do end up paying enough to cover the costs of the operation to pay the people that are actually working there and to also uh, give food to anybody that walks in off the street and says yeah I can't afford to pay anything for this and it works it covers its costs 
So it's amazing. Yeah, and you know that way, you know they're telling people that they can get some free food here rather than having people kind of come and and beg for food. That's a you know, an uncomfortable position for anybody to be in. And the story that we read initially here, uh, this woman was besides um, among other things jailed for shoplifting food, and it makes you wonder if there had been an opportunity to get some free food. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the circumstances. Maybe the food she was shoplifting was a lobster platter. Yeah, who knows? Let's go to uh, someone calling themselves Talk is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live calling in from Alaska. Yeah, it's sure for Takali. So. Oh, Takali. Um, hey there. Um, I, 15 years ago, I was in jail for a while. I was in a really bad spot. wasn't doing very well. didn't have a job. I was on welfare and ended up in jail for seven months. And I got out of jail and ended up back on welfare for a while. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, somebody can say, okay, you know, now I need to go out and get a job. And I, and I did. That's what I did. I, you know, you don't get much money when you're on welfare. It really isn't very much at all. No, no, no. That's people think that you're getting thousands of dollars you need to go check because it was about 300 bucks a month. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I would imagine it gets, it gets better uh, if, if you add yourself a little extra X chromosome in there, I would suspect, yeah. and then maybe a few more uh, kids. I would think that... Well, that was the thing was like, you know, I, I mean, I, I did see people that would go into the office and, and you know, they're perfectly fine able to work and everything, and, and they're just doing it month after month after month after month because they, they can. Yeah. But yeah. just because somebody's that they're always going to be, and I hear callers calling in saying, oh, man, well, well, you got to, you know, cut the... Oh, no, clearly there are. And thank you for the call tonight, Talk. I appreciate it. They, clearly, there are people that get on welfare and get off welfare. I mean, those people oh, yeah. exist. I mean, the, the, those are the people we're talking about helping here. I mean, those, those are the people you want to see helped. But unfortunately, uh, there are people that, uh, you know, dilute the system and make it that much more difficult for people like that to get the help that they need. Yeah, that's true. By sucking up the resources. All right, toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231. Still uh, plenty of time for your thoughts. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Parents of America, beware. The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y-E-R-K-I-S-H dot com slash FTL. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your son's ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FTL. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you'll find a lot of features, and they're all free, including our wiki and Shrine of Female listeners. Uh, you can go over and edit the wiki at wiki.freetalklive.com, or you can become part of the Shrine. If you're a lady listener, go to shrine.freetalklive.com to... Enter over there. It's great. To- so if you're one of these uh, tea partiers and you like the ideas of liberty, here's a novel for you. It's called Progress. Uh, if you're tired of reading about the loss of liberty in so many novels, now's the time for a novel showing how 
Liberty can realistically triumph. It's progress, and it's a novel by Charles Stample. You can go to Amazon.freetalklive.com and order uh, it there. It's progress by Charles Stample, or there's a banner right on the side of freetalklive.com where you can uh, click and get it. Progress is uh, in big bold bold letters there. I've read it. I think it's a great novel. It gives you uh, you know short little tidbits that you can um, you know, regurgitate, spit right back out at people if they uh, you know have bad ideas about uh, liberty, and you can tell them how they're good ideas it's progress by charles stample all right let's continue here with your thoughts you can bring up whatever you want alonzo is on the line listening to wsc fm in charleston south carolina hello alonzo how you doing hey great what's on your mind tonight um when y'all to me when y'all use the word welfare it just seems like it's a cold word for black people whoa why would you think that there's a why lot of white people on that? welfare i know and i always heard that you know but I mean, that's all it basically is. I mean, you know, have you ever been to a trailer this, park? It's chock full of white people on welfare. I mean, that's, that's probably true, but at the same time, we know what it what is usually referred to when y'all use the word welfare. Well, but, are um, you jumping to the conclusion that uh, when you say y'all, what do you mean? Who, who like are you the two of us here? Well, yeah, you two. Okay. The, to- just, the whole just topic. The two of us, or See, everyone this is what talk. happens when you uh, when you when you jump to conclusions and make assumptions. My best friend in the whole world is a black guy, and um, so you know the the idea. I mean, I'm not I'm not a racist at all, but you know. Well, what um, you've been jumping to the conclusion. It's, it's, that, well, hold on a second. How long have you been listening to the show? How long? Yeah. Like as in months or weeks? Yeah. Well, actually, that's like my second time ever second listening. Time. To how the, would you know we're yeah. white? I'm just curious. How would, I, how would I know? Yeah, we're on the radio. I mean, white or black, I mean, just by using that term welfare, y'all saying... Um, you think it... That, and just for the fact that y'all saying uh, people on welfare should be um, sterilized or whatever. I didn't say that. Uh, or whatever form of eugenics y'all are trying to put out Maybe there, you, you know, haven't been listening pretty, very carefully. Uh, what I was suggesting was that if somebody is wanting to uh, to sterilize a certain person, perhaps for being abusive towards children, then I support incentivization, not forced sterilization. Does that make sense? It does, but and also I, I like want to get one point. I want to get one point across. Okay. Now I grew up. My my mother was a welfare. You know, okay. a lot of people get the misconception just because you're on welfare, you don't work as hard as an average person or say a middle class or upper class person. You know, my mother was on welfare. She raised five kids, but she worked two jobs. My father lived with us too. He worked two jobs. You know, we struggled, but majority of the time, it's people. Uh, I wouldn't say messed up in life but you know had grew up with are you listening to the radio in the background i'm sorry just it seems like you're yeah you're, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. that's gonna turn it off it'll confuse you that's throwing right, you off right. so take one take one quick moment go and turn that down yeah i'd, I'd like to i'd all like right, to I make a point um, um here on this and i guess my question to you is is if you grew up in these circumstances and I, I certainly believe at you when you say you did and we just made the point that we think that there are people that uh, are on welfare that need it and that it benefits them but did you see people that were abusing that system as you were growing up did i see it yeah i mean i want to say i didn't see it guys there's there's people that abuse any situation sure. you know in life period but at the same time majority of people i knew that grew up on welfare had hard-working parents you know 
Did you? Uh, That's good. Just by just because a person works at McDonald's or work at oh, Kmart I, as a, oh, you know that, that that doesn't mean they don't hey, work man, I as hard as a person who uh, that doesn't mean he he or she doesn't work as hard as a person who has a a corporate job or a higher position or, 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 or you know a career instead of a job. Sure, you, know, sure. it just you, means... you are not talking to Rush Limbaugh here. I washed dishes for a living at one point. Okay, yeah, I worked at I mean, Kmart, so I know exactly I, what that's I like. I get it, and I'm, I'm that's absolutely not where we're coming from here. And I think that the vast majority of Americans wouldn't feel that way. That if somebody's working hard, that they want to be able to help. Um, I think that they and people who are on welfare probably uh, feel. You know, the, the, it, it makes them angry that people are gaming the system and that there's nothing that they can do about it. And remember, yeah. when people game the system, what that does is it takes food out of the mouths of people who aren't gaming the system. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And at the same time, like I say, a lot, majority of the people that I knew and that I know who are on welfare works hard. You right. Know, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter for their money. You know, I'm not going to jump to a conclusion about what percentage of what welfare recipients actually deserve the assistance. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Versus, I don't know how yeah. one could come up with that number. Right. You've got your experience, and that's fine. And other people have their experiences, and that's all. It's all equal and good, as far as I'm concerned. My issue is the force. So it doesn't matter to me if it's 10 percent of welfare recipients that are abusing the system, or if it's 30 percent or 50 percent. I don't know, and it doesn't matter. The reason yeah. that uh, that I oppose welfare is because people are forced to pay for it. I fully support yeah. charity, and I fully support the idea of helping people who need help. And I don't care if they're working or not. If they, like, for instance, if they can't work, maybe they've got a bad leg, or there are they, people out there you know, that they simply can't work, or they, yeah. they're crippled somehow, and that uh, prevents them from being able to work. I think those people deserve some help too. But I don't yeah. want to help the people that can help themselves and refuse and you, and you to. Know it's funny you say that because, you know, a lot of times people who do work majority of their lives and they end up getting injured or et cetera are disabled. It's like my mother, for example, you know, she's an amputee. Uh, she been fighting for disability for, for the longest, for years and years. It's like, oh, um, when I do work my butt off and uh, say if I do get welfare or not even get welfare, uh, if something happens to me, it's always you literally – Got to lose an arm or a leg just to get that disability or that little bit of uh, pay you deserve, you know, just as an American citizen who actually worked. You know, it's um, yeah. The system is you know, it can be very difficult to people that actually need the help. I mean, I right? Know that- and the, one of the reasons it's it's difficult for people that uh, you know need help is there are people in there that are gaming the system that are saying, you know, I've my, my attitudes. My wife did this for a living. She she was one of these uh, vocational people that decided who got money and who didn't. And you know, she had people come that say, hey, you know, I'm too much of a jerk to work in a real job, and so I want you <laughs> to give me a check. And I mean, literally, that was the guy's excuse. I you know, I I just can't get along with other people and yeah. you know th- there was nothing she could do to stop this guy from getting money yeah one more thing um before yes, before i got um i mean i know y'all probably don't mean mean it in a racist way or manner you know but to a lot of people out there especially black folks out there you know we hear that because throughout history you know when when you say welfare or or food stamps or whatever I mean, you know they, some, a lot of I mean, when anybody says it, when they when they making it a reference, way? I mean, why do you feel that? I mean, that because way? I mean, let's not let's not beat around a bush about it. I mean, we all know when people usually say that in a generalized term, as in a majority of people. 
They're usually talking about. I don't think so. Black. I, 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 I can't I say mean, that. I've never. You, I've you never might. That you feeling. might not think so. You might not think so, but I feel a lot of people out there. I can't deny. Like that, I can't know? deny because, how you feel, Alonzo. I mean, if you feel that way, that's how you feel. I don't know what has brought you to that point. Maybe there have been so many people that have talked about welfare and, and then made comments about black people to where you was uh, brought together in your mind. But whenever I've talked about welfare, I'm just talking about people that uh, either A, need help and deserve to uh, to be helped, or B, are a bunch of scam artists and are uh, scamming the system. I don't. There's nothing in there about race. People well, are people. One, black yeah, people of are course, of course you wouldn't admit that. Of course you wouldn't say, it's yeah, like I mean, it's, it's fallacious but you know, we all know, we all <laughs> no, know. No, we don't. I'm Here's, sorry. Alonzo, we hold all on, know hold on, you say hold well, on okay. just one second. Uh, okay. When the fact is blacks are a minority of people that receive welfare. So how could... I always, I always hear that. Can you actually prove that? Yes, they are They are a minority of people that receive it. Because whites just, are the majority. Well, I don't know the specifics right? um, numbers, but I can tell you that between whites, Latinos, and other ethnic groups that receive it, um, blacks are not the majority of people that get welfare. Alonzo, thanks for the call and the thoughts. We'll come back with more. You can take control. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, 800-259-9231. Don't forget, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features uh, completely free. So do head over and enjoy the features you'll find there on us at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, tis the season to be shopping. Uh, Of course, it is Black Friday weekend here, where... People are rushing the malls and the department stores. Why bother with all of that? Why bother with the uh, the hassle of having to run down an aisle after a Blu-ray player or dealing with a parking uh, madness? Uh, trying to find a spot and all of the stress that goes along with holiday shopping. Just stay home. Punch up Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and order whatever it is you need. Order whatever it is you want, what you want to get for uh, for other people on your list. Amazon.freetalklive.com likely carries what you're looking for, and it's probably going to be at a better price than you're going to get at the department store anyway. So just get your shopping done. You got reviews of pretty much everything on the site. Free Super Saver shipping for a bunch of their brand new items and even used items if you want to go that route. Go to Amazon.freetalklive.com because when you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. When it comes to potential police abuse or uh, you know situations uh, that you have to deal that you might need a camera. The most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The GPS Black black Box Dash Cam. You want to talk about a great gift for an activist? Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) This easy-to-use unit, I've got one, and I'm very pleased with it. This uh, easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone. 
That's very important. Uh, GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. So if you have to use it in a court case for, say, an accident or something like that, it's good to have that information. Uh, Traffic stops, all other driving incidents. Protect yourself with the ultimate witness, freedomcam.net. All right, so we're going to continue with your thoughts. You can bring up what you want, a conversation that was originally about um, individuals and uh, essentially making it so they can't reproduce. Under what circumstances is that ever acceptable? Has, Has morphed into a conversation about welfare. And we just had uh, Alonzo on the line, and he brought up something that I found really disturbing. And it was, it's really a statement about what Alonzo feels when people are talking about welfare. He feels like, from my it's understanding— He's probably not the only person that feels this way. I'm sure he's not the only person that, uh, that feels this way. But the way he, he was expressing himself was that when he hears people talking about welfare and— you know, we pointed out that he didn't even know if we were uh, white or black on the radios, uh, and then he said he th- even thought it applied to black people, that black people, when he hears even black people talking about welfare, that he presumes they're talking about black people and the, as, as the Do welfare recipient. part of the statement? <laughs> as, the, uh, as the welfare recipient. I don't know, Mark. I don't either. Uh, I, I don't have any reason to disbelieve what Alonzo says. I'm, I'm just taking it at face value. And the suggestion being that whenever somebody's talking about welfare and deadbeats, they're talking about black people. And I just don't – for me, that doesn't enter – that doesn't even enter into the discussion. Like as we've been talking about welfare tonight, Mark, I haven't been envisioning any color of anybody. I haven't been envisioning Asians or whites or blacks or anything like that. It's, it's a question about human beings and it's a question about how they respond to incentives. And it doesn't – there's no evidence to say that a human being with a certain skin pigmentation is going to respond to incentives in a different manner than a, a human being with different pigmentation. No, it's uh, absolutely that much is not true. I'd also like to point out that it's fallacious to say that when one is talking about welfare that one is talking about blacks because I've, I did look up the numbers during the break and they're about what I expected them to be. Uh, whites on welfare uh, are the largest ethnic group. That's 38.8%. Slightly trailed by blacks at 37.2%. Mm-hmm. So near statistically Basically equal, essentially, um, the whites and blacks. And then you have Hispanics at 17.8 percent, Asians and others uh, at about uh, 6 percent total. So um, the, the fact is that blacks are not the majority of people who are on welfare. So if you if you are generalizing those people on welfare and what you mean are black people, you are mistakenly generalizing. Even if they were the majority, it still wouldn't be something I would be thinking about in that conversation, in a conversation about welfare. I'm, I'm focusing on the issue of why it is that, uh, that people behave in a certain way. And some people, sure, there are people who get on welfare and get off welfare. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but there are also a, a number of people who get on welfare and they stay on welfare because they're incentivized to do so by the system right. that and we're all forced to pay for. And I think that welfare has, uh, you know, has some real drawbacks for it, um, that it doesn't give you very much money. It traps you in a situation where you're not able to get out of it because if you try to get out, you won't get the small check that you do get. So you're trapped in this public housing world welfare pit that doesn't isn't good for raising kids it isn't uh, conducive to raising good families i'm not saying that families don't manage to do it i'm not saying that i'm talking about incentives and how people respond to them and here's another number though that it's uh, when you're talking about the percentages far more blacks are on welfare than there are whites on welfare and i do think it's had a large effect on you know this uh, sort of wait herb. didn't you just say it was the other way around no no you're not listening um, uh, apparently not i thought it was 30 I was talking about people on welfare. Now I'm talking about blacks on welfare. 
So it's a quarter of, according to these numbers, a quarter of blacks are on welfare. So uh. if you use these numbers, and I don't know who's a- answering what, uh, you know, when you answer a form, you don't have to give your real race. So I don't know what people are answering. But let's assume that that, that this is, stuff is true. It seems like folks that live in the sort of urban black community, and I think that there are people that it live outside of it, um, that, th- that they've been affected poorly by these systems, that it's affected that, cu- it's affected that culture poorly. How how what are the solutions to that? I don't know, and they're not going to you know folks aren't going to listen to me because they're going to perceive me to be of a different ethnicity than them, and you know somehow folks seem to be in that paradigm, and you know what what am I supposed to do about that? I don't know. I we think can go that to the is a bad thing and talk to Robin. She's on the line in Waco, listening to KBCT. Hello, Robin. Yes, hello. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, um, I was just going to respond to the caller. Um, that you just had a gentleman who is um, African-American. Alonzo, yeah. And, yeah. And I happen to be on welfare, and I'm white. And uh, it's not something that I chose to be, but <laughs> I'm disabled. Um, I have multiple sclerosis. And um, actually, I can respond to several of the topics. Um, I adopted my son. It was because I could not have children, but I feel like there are so many children out there that need families. Yeah, And so I chose to adopt. I chose to adopt, and I adopted my son from Russia when he was six months That's old. That's great. And uh, my multiple sclerosis got worse, and my husband was climbing the corporate ladder and decided he didn't want a sick wife. So he oh. divorced me and signed away his parental rights to my son so he wouldn't have to pay child support and took off. And I agreed to it. I'm not going to blame him for all of it. But at the time, it was right after 9-11. And I was not going to stick my baby on a plane and ship him to California to be with a man for two months that he didn't even know. I thought that that would really, you know, <laughs> mess him up completely. So anyway, um, make a long story short, we wound up having to get on welfare and food stamps. And uh, at four years old, my son developed... Um, well, they discovered he had cerebral palsy. So, um, well, yeah. <laughs> so we're both disabled, but I'm not going to complain. We're doing okay, and we'll we'll make it. But we live in subsidized housing, and uh, the majority of people here are black. And I mean, I'm not prejudiced. I'm the least prejudiced person in the world. But for him to get so uh, defensive about it, but it's absolutely true and and i think that a lot of people that are white that are you know on uh, food stamps and welfare i think it has a lot to do with the economy i mean we have not had any other choice yeah more americans are on food stamps now than they have been in decades i i don't think i would go so far as to make that uh, that statement i mean there have been people there have been white people on welfare since before the economy uh, went bad i mean to make a blanket statement about that 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 doesn't make sense no. Um, yeah, pe- people, I mean, people are people, and they're, and they're going to be incentivized in certain ways. And certainly, you know, there is a question as to why um, a greater percentage of blacks than other groups would be on welfare. And I would love to hear someone speculate as to uh, the reasons for that. I, I don't know. That's a good question. And uh, anything else you want to share tonight? 
Uh, no, that's all. Thanks, Thank Robin. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know what, Mark? We should see if we can uh, get Robert Wicks on the phone tonight. Do you have a way to get, to get in touch with him? Do you have a phone number for him? Because Robert Wicks gonna... is like the man when it comes to uh, addressing this issue. these issues. You know, I don't I, – I agree with you. He, he sounds great, and plus he has that, that very authentic accent and all. He sounds but, like a black guy. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think that we need to stop pussyfooting around the, the issues of race in this country. Um, I really do. Who's and, pussyfooting? What do you mean by that? Well, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. When you, when you have to draw in a black guy in order to comment on black people, you're pussyfooting. And I, you well, know, no, and it's not pussyfooting. It's uh, bringing somebody in who lives in a certain culture that's a little different from mine, and would be able to make a more accurate statement as to the question of, well, why is? Why do you think this is? Uh, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up what you want. Uh, it's, it was bringing in an expert, not pussyfooting. Hour three is next. You take control. Free talk live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that uh, you'll find there totally free. You can actually create the content of the front page of the site by submitting uh, news story or blog post or video or something like that. Other listeners then vote as to which is the best. Uh, most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. We were talking about welfare uh, not too long ago, just uh, the, the end of the last hour, for those of you just tuning in. And uh, somebody brought up you know, this idea that, well, if we're talking about welfare, we must be talking about black people. And maybe that's been his experience, but for me, that is not my intention in the the discussion at all it the thought of race did not even cross my mind it's a discussion about people and how people behave when provided certain incentives. But nonetheless, Mark, you dug up some statistics. Can you recap those? Do you happen to have them handy? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, they're 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 pretty simple. Which is that basically forty percent, a little less than forty percent of people on welfare are white, and forty percent are black. So the majority of people on welfare are not black. And mm-hmm. one can't, uh, you know, so if one get, really can't make that uh, that sort of statement that if you're talking about people on welfare, you're talking about black people. It's just it's a fallacious statement. However, um, the you know, I, I can see that there's there's some uh, that welfare has uh, affected the black community far more than it's affected the white community because only, say, five percent of uh, white Americans are on welfare. Are you but making that up or no, is that the no, statistic? that's the number? OK. And it, and it was 25 percent for 27 percent of 27 percent. And is that national? Identify themselves. Yes, that's a national number. OK. Um, I got it in three different places, actually, from uh, wiki answer, wiki dot answers dot com, mm-hmm. from the Huffington Post. Com and from some uh, organization called with with just some alphabet soup. Uh, What's the other racial breakdown? I mean, there's a lot of percentages left there. 
You got um, 27% uh, black, 5% white. What what about uh, you know Hispanics? Eleven point four percent of eleven point four seven percent of Hispanics are on welfare. What's the speculation as to why that is? I, I want to bring Robert Wicks into this uh, this discussion here, uh, and he is a blogger over at LewRockwell dot com. He also works with us on the show, um, you know, right? Helping us with our, um, our mainframe database stuff. And Robert, I know that you've uh, you've actually launched. You're on your own website now. Uh, what's what's your new site? You mentioned it last time, but I've spaced out. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I usually blog on the Libertarian Standard at LibertarianStandard.com. LibertarianStandard.com, you and some other uh, liberty-minded folks. Uh, And now, for those just tuning in, Robert, you are a black man and you love freedom. So looking at this statistical situation, is there an explanation for it? I mean, you've lived down in the South, in Mississippi, uh, pretty much your whole life, as I understand it. So you're you certainly uh, I think you're you're more clear to comment on something like this than a couple of white southern boys. Yeah, well, yeah, and of course I live uh in Atlanta now. Um you know, I think that any time of any sort of a government program, these things tend to affect different cultures in different ways because the state appeals to cultures in different ways. I mean, pretty much worldwide. I mean, it, it, it always tailors itself to wherever it is, I mean, because those are the people who work for it. Um, now, in the case of black people and welfare, I've, uh, black, pe- black people in the United States have never been able to develop a uh, culture of, I guess you could say, this sort of rugged individualism and self-reliance. At one point, having that sort of an attitude was outright dangerous. Yeah, And then... When you go through, uh, when there was a brief period where that was starting to develop, say, during the um, the 40s and 50s to some degree, when you started seeing uh, blacks having higher rates of uh, marriage and lower rates of divorce than, than whites. And then you kind of came along with the, the welfare program along on drugs, which I think kind of put an end to both of those. And you know, I've kind of thought about that myself. I think that perhaps one of the reasons why is, uh, you know, Historically, uh, black people were – sometimes you would have a, a father who would have to leave home in order to get work up north. So you would have black women who would be al- basically alone with the kids. Mm-hmm. And there was never a stigma around having a single black mother. And I think that because of that, when welfare came along, there was no sort of social stigma that would give people a reason to not get it. Hmm. That makes some sense. You know, there's been I've I've heard this sort of conspiratorial uh, uh, supposition that it's Democrats that pushed uh, welfare back in the uh, the Johnson's Great Society. And in that same time frame, you had, uh, uh, you know, Democrats who were like Byrd and uh, Strom Thurmond, who were, in fact, devout racists. So that maybe what there's uh, their their idea there. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not I, I don't know whether well, their idea was is to, in fact, subject the black population to. Uh, you know, a different a life form of, of enslavement, basically. Yeah, a life of insignificance, I guess. Well, I mean, there, there could have been some people who had that sort of an idea. I'm not really much of the conspiratorial type. I, I think that government evil tends to be much more short-sighted than that. It tends to be much more in your face and sell it in something which self-serves the people who are doing it. I don't really uh, much take uh, any kind of stock in government people doing all these sort of Machiavellian plans and mm, yeah, all I guess that kind right. of stuff. They're, they're really not that bright. <laughs> Give them too much credit, Mark. 
There you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so is there any other uh, a thought that you want to add into this discussion? Well, no. I mean, welfare is definitely very common among Black people, and I've said plenty of times that I think that ending welfare and the war on drugs are the two biggest things that would help Black people in this country uh, far as, as far as changes in government policy that could be that could happen. But uh, of course. You have a lot of black people who are opposed to both of them, the black political class. Well, wouldn't you also say that ending uh, things like zoning, uh, business rest- you know, restrictions, licensing, that kind of thing would also go a long way? Because I remember it wasn't long ago we were talking about this outrageous story from Orlando where presumably racist cops are uh, raiding the businesses of barbershops, like, you know, these neighborhood barbershops in uh, black neighborhoods, that uh, the people are cutting hair without a permit, you know, and they've actually gone in and done, like, police-style raids. The, the, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, like a drug oh, yeah. raid on a barbershop. Yeah, and that's absolutely another one that, that could help. I mean, personally, you know, out of all the times I've had my hair cut, I think I've had my hair cut by a licensed barber maybe a half dozen times. Mm-hmm. Ever. You haven't had your ears <laughs> snipped off or anything like that, right? <laughs> Not no. at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you took some time out from your night tonight because I know I interrupted whatever the heck it was you were doing. You spending some time with the family this weekend, I imagine? Oh, yeah. Having a good time. Just got back from Mississippi visiting my parents. All right. So uh, you can get more of Rob Wicks over at libertarianstandard.com, was it? libertarianstandard.com, his blog site, and uh, thanks so much for coming on the show tonight, Rob. Sure. I appreciate it, sir. Have a great weekend. Good night. Rob Wicks from libertarianstandard.com. See, that's not pussyfooting around, Mark. That's getting to the meat of the issue. That's getting a a person in here to comment that actually can comment better than we can on this. We're just talk show hosts. What the heck do we know? Well, I think that uh, to some extent... He, for one, he didn't say anything that we didn't say. Okay, so um, I don't have anything. Oh, any I think he did. Problem with how, what he said, but he says it with far more authority because he's from that uh, that that culture. Mm-hmm. He's got the the authentic sounding accent, and believe me, he's authentic. Uh, you know, we work with him, so we know who this guy is. Um, you know, and and it's perception on the side of the listener as opposed to, uh, you know, really what's being said. And I, you know, I. What I don't want to do is sort of foster the idea that, well, because somebody might perceive me to be of a uh, of a different race than they are, that I can't comment on their, uh, you know, the 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 struggles that that particular nobody said you couldn't comment. Yeah. Nobody said you couldn't comment. Just that Rob comments better than you. That's all. Yeah, whatever. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Adrian in Norfolk, listening to WTAR. Hello, Adrian. Hi. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are y'all? Hey, super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just want to comment. Um, I don't know if every state is like this or not, but um, I have been on welfare. I've received my TANF checks um, while I was on the while I was receiving the TANF checks. Um, I was also put into a view program. I can't tell you the, the definition of what the view program means, but what it was is they got me into position. They I was getting my check each month. Um, I tell you what, Adrian, I want to hear the rest of your story. If you can hang on, we will bring you back here shortly. More with Adrian and your calls as well at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink, providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. They're completely free. Our news updates are there. You want to get kept in the loop as to what's going on with Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up, and you'll receive our updates via email, or perhaps you'd prefer Twitter or Facebook. We've got that, too. Uh, You can access it all through news. News.freetalklive.com. Totasac. It's the one trip wonder. It is a recycled plastic hook. It's, it's very hard plastic, and it can carry a heck of a lot more than you can. It's designed to carry grocery bags, whether from the grocery store to the car, so you don't have to take it back to the, the corral. I, that's, how, that's what I use mine for. I just hook it over my um, you know back pocket and carry a couple of them into the grocery store. Make, for me, that really works out. Well, Ian, you carry yours. Use it from the car into the house, so you don't have to make multiple trips out. Some folks use it to just Take grocery bags out to the boat if you're going out for the weekend or something like that. It's Totasac, T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot U-S. And um, are, are we going to give one away this evening? We Ian? are, yeah. Two-pack, actually, of the Totasac. Yep, that's Totasac dot U-S. Go and check it out. Stay tuned for your chance to win that. Uh, also here, 800-259-9231. Back to Adrian listening in Norfolk to WTAR. Now, Adrian, you were uh, just getting into telling us your story. If you could just quick recap and then uh, jump right in. Adrian, do we have Adrian in uh, Norfolk? Yes. Go ahead with your uh, your story, if you would. Okay. What I was saying was, um, I was on welfare about four, about three years ago. Um, I was I received, was receiving the TANF check, and I was receiving food stamps. Um, in that program, there is what they call the VIEW program. Um, I don't know what the VIEW stands for off the top of my head. I do know what it's off the top of my head. In that program, what they do is they take people off of welfare. They take and they put you in a job position. You go in as a volunteer to begin with. Um, you're there. You can be there permanently. You can get hired on. Um, and that way, as long as you're a volunteer, and that way you pay back what you're getting each month. Mm-hmm. Cool. Once you're hired, now I was hired um, at, a, at a medical clinic, a, a free medical clinic. Um, so, therefore, I started receiving a paycheck. I still got the check. You get your check for 18 months. After that, thanks to, I believe it was President Bush, um, put into place um, where you can only receive it for the first time and one time only for 18 months. Once you get it for those 18 months, you don't get it back. You either have to work hard to keep your job or you just, you're, you're, you're screwed. <laughs> now, I still get food stamps. I get I was working it. I went from the medical clinic into a homeless shelter, working 35 hours a week, making $7.25 an hour in the state of Virginia. That's not a whole lot. $420 every two weeks. By the time you pay for your rent, your food, your light bill, you know, I lost two houses. And I can't get back on welfare. So each state has a different program. But Bush put that into place five years ago, I believe, to wean people off of welfare. 
I'm glad to see that the uh, welfare system's evolving to some extent. It's only taken 40 years to get there. But um, you know, these are the, this is the kind of story that people want to hear for their welfare dollars, I'll tell you that. The, I mean, you've, yeah, done, I mean, you've done great, and that's what, that's what people want to hear. Yeah, because even though I'm working, I'm still paying. Everybody pays, whether you're on welfare, whether you're not. Everybody pays into it. My check every two weeks goes back into welfare. Somewhere along the way, the taxes that I pay are going right back into the state. Adrian, thanks for so telling your story tonight. Like yep, I appreciate like hearing you from you. Thank you so much at 800-259-9231. Let's go to Jeremy listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Hello, Jeremy. Hello? Hey, Jeremy, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, pretty good. I've, I've, I've done several things in my lifetime. I've, I've worked as a mechanic. I've worked as a truck driver. I was in a certain type of law enforcement as an animal patrol officer. And uh, my wife lost her job a couple, probably about five years ago, and I couldn't make the money in a government job. I went to apply for food stamps. I made $10 too much a month. Mm. They wouldn't give it to me. But down the street, I've got a Mexican couple that's got American kids. They're not legal. The Mexican couple's not legal, but they're kids, though. I walked into a grocery store one day. And saw her lay a food stamp card down on the counter to pay for her stuff. And you're talking to somebody that pays their taxes and, you know, makes $10 a month too much. But yet a person that is not a legal citizen, just because they have kids that are, can't get a food stamp card. Well, the system is certainly uh, yeah, unfair. This is, how, this is how the system's used to divide people as opposed to unite people. Although, to be fair, a lot of immigrants, uh, so-called illegal immigrants, pay taxes. It just depends on which taxes it we're talking about. It depends on the about. scenario. Some of them have fake uh, Social Security cards, and they have to, uh, they pay taxes, and then can't get a refund. But that's frustrating. I mean, if you feel like, like, for instance, I know that uh, Meg, who's normally here, she's been here the last couple Saturday nights, uh, she couldn't make it in tonight, but uh, she used to be a li- self-described liberal, and then when she was on the streets and she was homeless she wanted to get some money for some a sandwich or something like that and uh, went into the the welfare office where she uh, was taught a real quick lesson or maybe it wasn't quick might have taken her a while to wait for it but uh, she was taught a lesson about welfare and that was that they wouldn't give her it uh, you know, and she's been paying in taxes for her whole life and she figured boy this is the time when i get to uh when i get to actually collect something out of this government and it didn't work out for her. big disappointment and, you know, I, I, I understand that. Like me, I'll, I'll be quite frank with you. I, I have what they call a learning disability. I read and write on a sixth-grade level. So it takes me longer to do stuff, but I can still do it. I've, I've done, like I said, I've done several jobs. I think a lot of this society anymore isn't cross-trained in how to do several different jobs. Uh, you know, I can work with my hands. I've been a carpenter. I've been a mechanic. I climb trees and cut trees for a living for a year and a half. I mean, I... I I, my mom instilled in me to do whatever I had to do to make my family work and to make the bills pay. To, and, me, to me, that's well, the definition of a man. Um, you know, is when the bills need to get paid, somebody's got to go out there and do it. And you know, from a from a evolutionary imperative standpoint, you're the guy that needs to do it. You know, and you you got to do whatever you got to do. There was a time in my life when, you know, <laughs> I got uh, dropped from a job and and I went and worked a driving cab. It wasn't my favorite thing to do. I can tell you, but Jeremy. I did thanks. It. I appreciate the call tonight, and uh, thank you again. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's continue. Paul is in Vancouver. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Paul in Vancouver. You're on the air. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I think one of the, the problems here uh, in regards to blacks uh, having uh, being on welfare 
uh, is is barriers to employment. And I think a big part of that, uh, Rob touched on earlier, uh, was uh, the war on drugs and uh, how uneven the prosecution and arrests of black people is to other um, races. So, for instance, you know, 13% of drug users are blacks, but... 38% are arrested, and 59% of those convicted are black. And I think a criminal record is a, is a big impediment to right. getting a job. It and, sure can you know. be. Absolutely, and that uh, can leave people with very few options or feeling like they have very few options. I, I'd like to say that I do think that it's uh, having a criminal record is an impediment to getting a job. However, the biggest impediment to getting a job is believing that you can't get a job. Having uh, Being a convicted murderer, um, I, I may not have killed anybody, but I'm still wearing that thing around my neck. When I go, I have gone in and gotten jobs, and it's been relatively easy. Hold that uh, thought, Mark. We're going to come back to uh, this discussion. In fact, Paul, if you want to hang on, we'll bring you back for some further comments uh, at 800-259-9231. That is not the number you need for the Totasac giveaway, which you're doing right now. You get a two-pack of the Totasac. That will do a caller number 10 at 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. If you call in now, you've got a chance at winning a two-pack of the Totasac from totasac.us. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you'll find that the features there are completely free. So head over there and enjoy those on us. Listening options included broadband and dial-up versions of the show. You can listen to live streams and hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. Plus, another way you can listen to those streams is over the phone. Uh, you can, Of course, you can tune our streams on your smartphone, but also you can just call a long-distance phone number with any phone that can dial long-distance, and you can listen that way, too. We call those the listen lines. Plus, we've got a satellite feed, got 80-plus wonderful radio affiliates on the AM and FM band across the country, and uh, more. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn how you can get tuned in. So if you like historical fiction... Here's a great historical fiction novel. It's called Pirates of Savannah. It's an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the Low Country. At its heart is a tale of prisoners, refugees, society's casts off, all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discover a path to liberty on the open seas. It's a gritty, vivid account of what life was in fact like in the 1700s and loaded with real, obscure historical events that times nearly erased and buried. Uh, the author is doing an experiment in intellectual property and is taking a risk by just giving the ebook away completely free. You can check out the uh, you can check it out at piratesofsavannahbook.com. Go there. You can read the ebook on uh, PDF form. You can print it out. You can uh, take it with you. I believe on uh, your little Kindle reader. In fact, there's an audio book too that you can uh, put download on your MP3 player. Experience the book. See what you think about it, and uh, if you like it, he's uh, taking donations. PiratesofSavannahBook.com. As we continue, Paul is listening in Vancouver. Paul, you're back on Free Talk Live. Are you with us? I am. 
So you were talking about some of the uh, barriers to uh, the wealth creation that uh, that apply to, in some cases, uh, a lot of blacks, certainly poor blacks. And I think they also ap- apply to poor whites and uh, poor anybody. Uh, but uh, you were just kind of getting into that. So if you would continue. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's just kind of my, my hunch that, um, you know, there's a lot of factors, I think, that go into to um, welfare. Um, but I'm just trying to kind of trying to address the the, the variance between uh, the, back, the black community and, say, the white community. And I think um, that uh, criminal record might, might have uh, an impact on why th- there is that, that difference between sure. the two. Absolutely. So, uh, so if somebody is arrested, say, at age 18 and uh, by some racist cop that's targeting black people, uh, which is not uncommon, especially in the South, uh, that uh, they will get this rap sheet with a marijuana conviction or maybe some cocaine or whatever. And then even though they might uh, quit using whatever the drug is down the line, that still tars their reputation in the minds of some people. For me, it doesn't matter. All I care about is whether you can get the job done. Uh, but some people seem to care about that kind of thing, and that could really restrict or limit the amount of uh, employment opportunities. Plus, if you add to that, as we were mentioning with Rob Wicks earlier, you add to that the, uh, the licensing and governmental regulations that are applied to businesses, essentially these government regulations that are purported to protect consumers, they don't. What they do is they put uh, consumers in jeopardy by uh, of jeopardy of getting crappy service because the marketplace is limited to only the people that are licensed. The licenses effectively protect not consumers, but protect the established, in many cases, old white uh, business interests from competition by, uh, by minorities that, you know, for instance, we were talking about the black... Uh, barber shops in Orlando that were raided by the police. They're just cutting hair. But yet the police come in with a with an armed oh, raid. They did find one guy with drugs out of all those raids. But the the ostensible reason for the raids was to to bust barbers, not to yeah. find drugs. Although certainly it was also to find drugs, uh, knowing the way well, they these found cops a gun think. too. I can imagine that uh, some people probably use a gun to protect their barber shop. But if somebody looks at that and they say, "Well, I can't get a job because I've got this drug conviction, and I can't start my own business because I can't afford to jump through this you know arbitrary regulatory hoops the government p- um, puts up for them," what is how many options does that leave them with? It leaves them with things like uh, prostitution, drug sales, or getting on welfare. Paul, any other thoughts? Uh, no, no, I think I've uh, said everything I Glad need to say. Um, yes, sir. Go ahead. And uh, no, yeah, I was just kind of looking at a um, you know a little report. I think it's restricted just to to one state um, that talked about how kind of has a breakdown of different uh, causes or at least self-reported uh, barriers to uh, getting off of welfare. And, uh, you know, things like uh, mental health, chemical dependence, domestic violence, uh, education. Yeah, and how many of the welfare agents are actually trying to help those people with those problems? I doubt it. There are a whole lot of them. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Not even because they, they don't care. To, even if they are trying to help, they're not going to be as effective in helping as right. charities would be. They're not incentivized in the same way. They're overloaded as far as their cases go. They get their uh, paychecks regardless of if anybody gets help. That's all. It's not to say they don't care. Some of them probably care a lot, but there's only so much they can do in a in a system that is inherently corrupted. Well, they, they, as as opposed to uh, you know, I'm not saying it's not corrupted, but it's an inefficient system. And any anybody who goes into it figures out relatively quickly 
that it's very difficult to get things done in a bureaucracy. That's why we call mm-hmm. them bureaucracies. And they, at some point or another, they're like, yeah, you know, whatever, I'm going to do the best I can, and, and that's it. And even though we can talk about uh, the idea of ending government welfare and replacing it, because to just say, well, let's end welfare is to is, is to sound inhumane, is to sound like you don't care about people, and that's not the case at all. I think that people that need help should get help, except I think it should be done on a consensual basis. And putting forth that idea is is worth talking about. It's worth getting out there, but it's very unlikely to occur simply because of the nature of the the welfare addiction. I mean, the government wants you to get hooked on its services. It wants you uh, to think that you have to have it around and that you need to have more of the government. And so, of course, those people will always go out and vote, uh, whether we're talking about the government bureaucrats themselves or the welfare, the other welfare recipients, because in a way, government bureaucracy is essentially a welfare program. (laughs) It's a a welfare make work program. I mean, the fact is that many Democrats call the military Republican welfare. It's true. And, uh, you know, that's the their perception is is that uh, Republicans don't mind to seeing a w- wasteful bureaucracy as long as that wasteful bureaucracy Shoot is some in, guns. Yeah, is, has, is armed. Um, you know, and, but it's they don't want to see a wasteful bureaucracy that is unarmed. Right. But uh, but trying to advocate to get rid of welfare is very uh, difficult. And one of the reasons why getting to New Hampshire is, I think, a good strategy. If you're looking to achieve liberty in your lifetime, if you're looking to uh, to achieve the supposedly impossible goals of things like rolling back the government. I mean, where's the evidence that you can do this? It's happening right well, here in New Hampshire. Outside of New Hampshire, though, there's not much of it, right? There's not much evidence. I mean, the government just keeps getting bigger. It keeps getting more intrusive and oppressive and uh, involving itself in our lives and more expensive and uh, more controlling. So if you want to change that, you have to get together with other people that are of a like mind, the people that uh, understand that in order to truly help people, in order to truly help our fellow man, those things have to be done on a voluntary basis. They have to be done consensually. You have to you have to give on your own volition in order for it to be charitable, in order for it to be virtuous. You have to do it on your own, not be forced to contribute to some government welfare program. That is the worst way to provide assistance to people. And it's what we're stuck with right now until we do something about it. It's a monopoly. You don't have an option. Yeah. Yeah, they, the, the welfare system is going to be funded whether you like it or not. Yeah. And you can you can choose to fund charities like I do uh, because you think that they're a better idea. But at the same time, the welfare is still getting its money. So whether you think that's the best one or not. And it also causes some people in their minds to abdicate responsibility to, or, to, to their fellow man mm-hmm. by saying, oh, now I don't have to do anything because the government's taking care of it. The, the best way to handle this situation is to get together with people that understand what liberty is, that you should be free to live your life how you want as long as you don't hurt anybody else. And that humans should interact on a consensual basis and that if you want to be free, you have to allow others to be free. You get all that about freedom and you're willing to do something to achieve it, get together with other people that think like that at freestateproject.org. You get signed up and then move your butt to New Hampshire. Bring your family along with you, some uh, some of your friends that love freedom, because getting together with other liberty-minded people and getting active is the key. Mark, you pointed out that it's happening here. We've got incredible electoral success that has just happened this year. I mean, there were four free staters that were in the state house uh, before this year's elections and now there are three times as many at least three times as many there are hundreds uh over a hundred like of 
uh, liberty-minded so-called state representatives. There's civil disobedience. There's uh, media creation. There's so much happening here. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the Free State Project. That's why we moved to New Hampshire from Florida. Uh, freestateproject.org. More coming up here are the remaining moments of the show in moments. This is Free Talk Live. We might have time to sneak your call in at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at FreedomCam.net. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time, maybe, for your call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Speaking of SACL CAI, uh, Jason Osborne is the man behind SACL CAI, but what in the world is that, Mark? SACL CAI is his his company. It's It's a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses. Most people didn't get into business in order to handle collections and billing and all those things that go into it. SACL CAI does that. It uh, does it with your clients with respect. It doesn't, (laughs) you know, that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. And SACL CAI, they collect with respect. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. They're big supporters of the show. So if you uh, want to support Free Talk Live, support SACL CAI. Let's continue with your thoughts. I believe Clint is there listening in Charleston to WVTS. Hello, Clint. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Clint, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, listen, I live in West Virginia, and um, I've had a couple jobs here recently in the furniture industry, one in delivery and one in sales. And um, our Division of Human Health and Resources came out, and, and you know, this is kind of a, a how, how all the welfare system goes, in my opinion, what I've seen of it, is that it's got really good intentions, and you know, it's this little liberal world that, that the creators live in that just everything is, is you know, it, it's candy land. You know, everything is great. Everything is fine. Nobody's going to abuse this. You know, we don't have to put all these rules and regulations in this thing to keep people from abusing it, and that's just simply not the case. Um, the, their DHHR has granted 5000 bucks for people to do home renovations that, that keep you warm in the winter, keep you cool in the summer, basic uh, you know, necessities for, for a comfortable existence. And I'll tell you exactly what they might as well do is just write my company and all the other furniture companies in this great land of West Virginia a $5,000 check for leather furniture. Um, uh, for a while there, I was doing delivery, and, it, you know, we would go from one project to the next project to the next project. And, you know, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, uh, uh, basically – I want to just say that, that the first person I walked in, I felt real bad because the girl had college textbooks all over the place, and she got about $2,000 worth of furniture, and she didn't have one stitch of furniture. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe I'm just a judgmental, um, 
you know, kind of guy, and I, I need to just lay off of this a little bit and let people be people. And then the very next three projects that we delivered to, the people were arguing over who worked less. I, I, I can't make this stuff up, man. I mean, they were arguing, two people were arguing over who worked less the year before and who got more money out of their welfare. And the person that won less or worked less won the argument. I mean, they wouldn't even stop arguing for us to tell them, tell us where to put their furniture. So, I mean, hmm. it's just a terribly uh, corrupt system. And, you know, things like this, it, it was intended. And if you read the, the, the law, you know, it's, it's supposed to give people better uh, chance at life. You know, it's yeah, supposed it just, to keep them warm in the winter. It just encourages them to corrupt themselves and to get hooked. Well, and it's a shame. here's the here's the um, it, it, the government has this sort of anti magic wand. <laughs> Everything that it waves its wand over, it turns to crap. And you know, it's there, there's nothing it's good at. There are some things that it has a a larger monopoly in than others, like say the military or something like that. But there's nothing it's particularly good at. Um, and if you if you just turn this over. To to the marketplace, and by that I mean charities that compete, because there are lots of charities out there, charities that compete for Mm -hmm. my charity dollar, you will find people are far better served. Far fewer of them are essentially enslaved to the uh, the welfare system, and uh, people's lives will be better. They'll be enriched for it. Absolutely, and if they turned it over to, to people that made heaters, you know, to, to do a charity that way, then that's tax deductible for these companies that make the heaters. So put the money where it's going to be spent, where it should be spent, where you intend it to be spent, instead of just giving them a check to go, you know, pillage our stores however they feel like. Thanks, Clint, for the thought, the thoughts and the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's bring David on from Keene, our very own Keene, New Hampshire, listening to WKBK. Hello, David. Hello. Hey. Did you guys know that radio station isn't on anymore? Oh, you're talking about the uh, the local micro radio station. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been off the air for uh, for several days. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I just wanted to say something about that, about racism and why the percentages of blacks is a high percentage. Uh, it's because of... Um, hatred, white hatred, and, uh, you know, just the systematic uh, marginalization hatred and the uh, legacy, residual legacies of it. I was going to say one thing. Um, I, I'm under, I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the president uh, on welfare for like a short time, his mother or something? I, I think I heard that. that. Can you get into a little more detail? I think his sister was. Can you tell me a little more about what you mean when you say white, you know, white hatred? What is it? What do you mean? Ant. Well, uh, beaten. They beat. Uh, they just like the the uh, just the whole system was geared to nullify black folks at one point. Are you talking about Jim Crow laws and things like that? Just everything. Well, you yeah. could say All that right that. now. It still All is. That. You could say that the system is still geared, and this is kind of goes back to the conspiracy theory that Mark was uh, touching on earlier. You could say the system is still geared to oppress black people, though it's probably more accurate to say it's simply geared to oppress people who are poor. Um, but certainly there are uh, racist cops out there, and there are racist uh, legislators. And to, to believe that – and Rob Wick suggested that, that, that uh, you know, they're not smart enough to, to target uh, black people with legislation. And maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Maybe some are smarter than others. Uh, I don't 
don't know how devious these people can be. I, I'm not going to go out on uh, on that limb, but certainly you can point out that the way the system is designed is uh, designed as a trap for people that are in poor economic circumstances. And unfortunately, a lot of black people are still in those poor economic circumstances because they've been trapped there by this system that has been created by mostly white people. Right. And, and I mean, it's the projects are the, uh, the projects are like, you know, obviously it's just the result of all that marginalization and just just beating down type of thing at one point. I was just going to recommend a book. There's this book called, there's a guy called H-Rap Brown. I don't know if he got, he, he, he got put in jail not too long ago, well, a while ago for shooting cops, I think, and Pretty much, he was guilty of it. But he was—he uh, was in the um, Black Power movement and all that. Anyway, he wrote a book called "Die," and he used the N word, "Die." And I, th- I would say people should read. <laughs> That's a pretty good book to read. Thanks for sharing about that tonight, stuff. David. Thanks. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So uh, you know. Oh. I, I, what I imagine a lot of um, you know white people do not feel these these sort of uh, feelings against blacks and things like that, but they they really feel completely disempowered. If they're part, they're not part of the white establishment or laws made by largely white people or anything like that. They're just folks that are enslaved by the system hmm. to pay for other folks in you know in the case of uh, welfare recipients some of whom uh you know are have no intention of going to work in in the near future and uh, you know welfare by the way is a very small percentage of what the federal government uh you know takes yeah. in it's a it's a sliver of the pie but quite honestly i don't think the government does anything well and am i'm not happy with the idea i you could completely get rid of the welfare system and you're not talking about a great of, of reducing the size of the federal government a great deal. Um, you know what I like to talk to people that are talking to me about reduce about getting rid of the welfare system is I like to make sure that I you know hey I'd like to get rid of all those other big government programs out there too. Absolutely, government, the big government programs. Uh, you know, first off, number one is Social Security. Now you don't actually have to pay into Social Security if you work for yourself. And, I don't do it. Yeah, I don't do it either. I just choose not to. Um, Number two is, and that, I don't, I'm not going to go and collect it either. I, mean, right. yeah. I, I will it. be able to because I've actually put in for ten years, so they'll give me enough to like open up a can of cat food for my <laughs> cat or something every month. But um, the next highest one is uh, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Medicare, what about and the military. And the military is number three, and so the people often you'll find people that want to get rid of welfare, but want to make sure that the you know the, the we gotta you know get, get more funds to the troops. And look, if I was out there being shot at, I'd want the the viper dragon scale it's just welfare for the the oil companies and the other big that's uh, what manufacturers. our troops shouldn't be where they are if the oil companies need uh, protection in a certain region in which they want to do business they should hire their own darn mercenaries yep. and protect right. them themselves and raise their prices the as government is, is giving welfare to oil companies in the form of security in the form of our the troops that you know american taxpayers pay for if americans paid for a moral uh, gallon of gas and by that i mean a gallon of gas that actually didn't have unsubsidized people's, right? yeah people's taxes uh, p- piled into it in the form of subsidies and tax breaks or whatever it is that they do for these oil companies uh, you know the, the arms uh, the soldiers things like that then you probably yeah. see 
uh, rates as high as they were in Europe. I'm glad you touched on that, Mark, because uh, corporate welfare is a whole other uh, ball of wax, and it, it's a similar a similar problem, but much larger. I mean, there's huge money going into these corporations, and uh, I don't want to send my money to them unless they're providing me with a product or service that I want. And we'll see you on uh, Monday night at freetalklive.com. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally, with information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing. Here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. I'm often asked by my clients about superfruits, those exotic fruits that are dynamos of nutrition that everyone is talking about these days. One of the best of these miraculous fruits that is getting a lot of attention and notoriety is called acai, which is known as the beauty berry. The acai berry naturally contains omega-3, 6, and 9 fatty acids, protein, and how many fruits can say they contain protein? Acai also contains fiber, anthocyanins, and a host of other very powerful nutrients. It is truly worthy of the title of a superfruit. Because acai berries are impossible to obtain at your local grocery store, Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains this wonderful superfruit and a host of other nutrients in a healthy, delicious juice. It's called acai berry juice, and it provides all the benefits of the acai berry in every 8-ounce serving. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice, and you'll be getting everything you need for a healthy body. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.